If my video freezes up, just keep going. We will be like, what happened to Jeff Jones? He is He's Max Headroom. <laughs> He's missing like last week. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh. I wasn't. Here. You were not here last week. Oh, look at him. What happened? He's frozen. <laughs> he probably just doing that. No, <laughs> maybe <laughs> he really lives out in the middle of nowhere. So, oh, man. Oh, here you go. I thought you were just being funny. <laughs> no, I thought you were. I thought my it says my internet's unstable. Your face looks unstable right You're now. You're unstable. Yeah. <laughs> so much energy. Put in your booby rocks. Live your best life. Keep doing you. Jen, thanks for having me. I Welcome did miss back. last week. It sucked because last week we did log on just like we would have today, except last week, right then, the modem, my modem yeah. crapped just, out. Yeah. Yep, took, cable it was company a, had to send me another one. I yeah. know. I did get to listen to it, though. Good episode. Yeah. Good oh, episode. Yeah. yeah. Best snap. Best snap. Good times. Little musician out here. Good yep. stuff. Yeah. Good so this <laughs> week, I'm super excited because we have little class buddy here. Her name is Brooke Inman. Super excited. Hello. She's from Washington State. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so we're in the psychic medium class together. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about booby rocks. And just this episode is just going to blow your thinking cap right off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but first I have a silly joke for Jeff Jones here. Well, Jen, what do you got? Brooke. Um, what vegetable is a plumber's favorite? Cream corn. A leek. <laughs> <laughs> You're a leek. <laughs> no, I took one before I got on the show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. But I'm bummed. And we're back. Normally, Jeff Jones will jump in here and just interrupt me right with a joke from the get. Oh, usually, so. I'm in the middle of already talking, Jen, and you just hit record. Yeah, that too. And I refuse to stop talking. Just yeah. record. <laughs> Some people just <laughs> pop in right then. It's all good. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, Brooke and I are in the Cindy Kaza class, which is the psychic medium class. Brooke, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you found Cindy and her classes? I've always kind of been open. Um, I always thought houses were normally haunted. I mean, every house, like that's normal, right? Apparently not. Um, but I, uh, regular jobs, ran a childcare for 11 years, and then I started to go through a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. Um everything started seeming different to me. My belief systems kind of fell to the wayside. And um, 
I am a huge fan of Holzer Files, huge fan. And I was following Cindy on Facebook and she had posted a beginner's mediumship class. And that's when I was like, wait a second, what? She, she teaches like the general public. So I thought that was awesome. And I thought, well, it's really been bothering me that I know that I have this stuff, but I can't really utilize it. I'm not sure how to utilize it. So I'm going to just take the class. Why not? Mm -hmm. And that was about a year and a half ago. And um, that's how I started with Cindy. I just Holzer files and then uh, following her on Facebook and then decided why not? Why not try it? Yeah. I love that too, because I feel like Holzer files did paranormal in a whole different way. And that's what was my favorite is especially when they would play the older um, tapes, you know, from a long time ago. Um, Man, just so great. And then when you took the class, did you find that um, because I took the, the beginning class too a little bit after you. And I found that it was so awesome to just have a a safe space to practice, you know, because you don't know what you're doing. And then, you know, she gives you um, she she talks to you, gives you an assignment, gives you information, and then you kind of do a breakout room. And then when you're validated, I mean, how did you feel the first time you were validated? It was mind blowing because (laughs) the way that she works, she's very thorough. She (laughs) she's she's easy to understand. And, um, she throws you in, like, there's no, she throws you in. You're like, wait a second, wait, wait, wait. But you're, you're forced to kind of like, she just like now go. And so when you go into these breakout rooms and you're like, uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) and you're validated and you're like, holy crap. I cannot believe that. Like, because I think a lot of people don't realize how subtle mediumship is. It's not like a ghost appears in front of your face and you're talking to them. It's so subtle. It feels like your own thoughts. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they have the capabilities because they have no idea it's that subtle. Yeah. I find too that there was times when I was younger and tell me if you might have had this experience. Um, and same thing with you, Jeff Jones, if when I was younger and I wasn't sure when I almost felt like I was judging people, I felt like, first of all, why am I being judgy? But then it was almost like I already knew something about that person without them telling me. Um, especially if it was a moral violation, lying, cheating, stealing, um, you know, things like that I would almost start talking to myself like hey you're being rude you know what I mean like don't be rude like and then, before you know any like yeah but really it was just my my gut feeling my intuition my psychic ability telling me these things to know hey don't trust that person or you know keep an eye on whatever or right yeah absolutely yeah and I felt that way too growing up because I always knew I was extremely intuitive. Um, I always knew I was empathic. Mm. I think I started to notice when I got into high school that I was, I don't want to say more mature than the other people, but I, I was able to keep myself out of trouble, have fun and do all the fun stuff in high school that you're not supposed to do, but keep myself safe at the same time because I really was able to, the thing I was always able to do was pinpoint a person like in a room, say I'm at a party. I know who you are. I know who you are. And you don't even have to, I can just watch you talk to somebody for five minutes Mm -hmm. and I already can tell who you are. I can, I can tell how you grew up. I can tell 
what traumas you probably had, how your parents probably treated you, um, how you react in situations, what your trauma triggers are, um, and whether or not you're trustworthy, whether or not you're someone that I, um, I would be able to trust. So it kept me out of trouble because I knew who I could trust and who to keep at an arm's distance. Yeah. 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 I, I, I find that too, where you just attract a certain type of person too, where people, it is interesting because some of my friends, when they say, oh, I don't believe in that. And it's funny because I think you have to believe in that without knowing because we want to be able to be friends. You know exactly. what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you have any of that, Jeff Jones? No, I don't think so. Okay. Not in that sense. So I, I mean, know that you like a little more scientific, factual. So Jeff Jones is a fact-based learner. Um, uh, yeah. We, we maybe, did the little learning maybe. test. And he's factual, um, needs needs all the information. And so that's why I feel like we're a good team because like I'm all the woo-woo and he's all like, you know, is it? <laughs> you know? A little bit of reason. A little, yeah, a little yeah. reason in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I do believe in spirits and I do believe in things, a lot of things that, yeah, I don't know, aliens, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. he loves lately. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> just, I like yeah, what? I mean, like, the possibilities are really kind of endless, right? Right. And I think a lot of times we talk about people, I, people always use the term, oh, my gut instincts, my gut instincts. I will be the first one to tell anybody that's psychic. That's mm -hmm. your psychic. Everybody is psychic. Everyone is psychic. Right. It's, just something that we don't utilize anymore like um what like a gallbladder or like a <laughs> you know what one of the kidneys right. yeah yeah so i always say like people want to call it a gut intuition because they're uncomfortable calling it psychic ability sure because of that stigma that's put on you know psychics and you know mm -hmm. the whole thing but right. it really is it's psychic ability you know yeah. when you have that gut feeling that tells yeah. you don't trust this person or I shouldn't go out today I don't you know that's that trip sounds like a bad idea or you know right right well I think too just with our bodies being uh informational processors you know um I think sometimes do you find this in the class that when we so we were doing a psychic teaching and then we had a mediumship teaching and then when we do a breakout did you find a difference in well i guess why don't you share what a, a the difference for psychic versus a mediumship um reading or feeling might be for the audience i find that psychic is extremely easy for me um for me personally i am psychic before i am medium i i i i'm sure i can equate them as equal but i've been psychic from the day I was born. I haven't been practiced mediumship since the day I was born. So for me, it's a very innate human to human connection, kind of the ones that you feel when you make a connection with a person or you're just in the same room as them and you can tell when they're sad, you can tell when they're upset, something's bothering them. Like that human to human connection, mm -hmm. that's how I feel when I'm doing psychic work. When I switch to mediumship work, it is so quiet. It is like, a fuzzy connection that is, you really have to, I feel like I have to trust more when I'm working with with mediumship work and spirit connection than when I'm working with the energy that's sitting right in front of me. So it is a shift and psychic connection to me feels um, super palpable and the information flows so quickly. Yeah. Whereas when I switch to that mediumship, it's almost like it goes silent for a second and then it comes back in fuzzy a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. That's yeah. so amazing that you say that because I feel like 
intuition and psychic to me is almost like blown open where it's just like, oh, give me all the information because it's easy and I'm used to it. And then just like you're saying with the mediumship, because you that's why I have to close my eyes a lot of time because I have to it's almost like I have to hear it better because to me, it's almost like I get pictures downloaded and then the picture is what's talking to me. So that's yeah. how it seems to be to me, which has been so pretty you're, awesome. You're mostly clairvoyant. It would yeah. be your number one Claire. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're talking about the Claire's, I mean, I don't know if, if the listeners are quite sure of what the Claire's is, but it's clear seeing, clear hearing, clear knowing, clear feeling. Um, and everybody has like two that are um, more predominant than the other ones. Okay. So when you say like, I see the pictures, you know, you're, right. you're, clairvoyant you know? yeah for me i hear and i know so i'm clairaudient and i'm claircognizant first mm -hmm. the clairvoyance works as well because i'll see what the person looks like i'll see i just see who they are like i can see what they look like i can see what their hair color is i can see what they you know what they're wearing yeah so that would be like the clairvoyant por portion of it but um most of my stuff comes clairaudiently or claircognizantly okay yeah. do you find two so uh, what I do with hair color is I don't really see my own aura. I feel the color of it, which sounds really weird because I don't know how to explain that. But just that I have a knowing of the color is this. And so really when people are like, why do you change your hair color all the time? Because I know that my aura has shifted and that's the color of my aura, which is what my hair color is. That's why it's not all one color. I don't ever have one hair color. And yeah. so it's funny too, because it's almost like intuitively when I'm doing hair color, the color comes out exactly as the color is supposed to come out, not how chemically I'm telling it to come out, which yeah. is so crazy. When you mix, you know, red and blue, you should get purple. But if I keep thinking green, somehow red and blue, when I mix it, it makes my hair green. And it's, That's amazing. it's the craziest thing because I trust what color I'm picking and how it's going to come out, which is, you know, but scientifically, if I didn't trust it, I would just be doing this. And then, so I don't know. I don't know if it's like undertones or my higher self telling me, Hey, don't do that. Or, you know, whatever, yeah. but I trust it and I like it. <laughs> it, it see, it works. The power of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think it's interesting with the uh, aura. I think a lot of people who haven't kind of shifted their um their conscience over to that kind of um more open space and they're mm -hmm. still kind of living in that more matrix space i think it's interesting because it's that concept of what do you mean you feel the color what do you mean you know the color like color is seen you see the color so right. i don't understand what you're saying when you say well i know that your aura is i don't see it but i know it is or i heard it is or i feel right. it is and a lot of people don't understand that, but energy is so interesting in that way that um, it, it can it can it can pass people sometimes a little bit. Sure. You know when when you got to have that. Yeah. When you're working from the 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 you know the books of you know here and now. You right. know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. So speaking of um, energy and colors and things like that. Do you, so we were, we had a whole conversation about booby rocks before we started and I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about them, but do you find that some people, even if they don't believe in energy or have a concept of energy, or let's say somebody who is brand new, even 
if they're listening to this, I mean, most everybody knows we've talked about energy, you know, different, different tools and different outlets with working with, with rocks, booby rocks, crystals, you know, whatever you want to call them. Do you find that that's an easy way to connect with energy as if they're sensitive, but might not know it? That if they, you know, kind of put a rock in their hand, they might feel the energy of it. Or um, a lot of times I tell people, look, if you're brand new to booby rocks, just go somewhere where you can see them, um, touch them, like run your hand over. And when it gets hot, that's kind of the one you need. And yeah, so I and just use that as a basic start. Absolutely. And I think even people who aren't totally um, at the place where they will subscribe to that that kind of thing with the energy that comes from crystals and they're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. All I would say is walk into a crystal shop, go through all the crystals and then pick one, pick one that you feel the most drawn to. I guarantee you, if you go home and you look up the metaphysical properties of that crystal, it's going to be a metaphysical property that's helping you with exactly what you're going through at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I find yeah. that a lot. And, and when I'm helping people find uh, crystals, because I do run a crystal shop and I'm helping them find crystals, right. I'll say, what are you going through? Or I'll pull tarot, right? Yeah. I'll pull tarot cards and I'll tell them what they're going through. And then I'll give them an advice about which crystal I think would work for them. I'll say, oh my gosh, I was just at a crystal shop and I just grabbed a tumble of that. I'm like, see, yeah. you just, you're just naturally going to be drawn to your, your conscious, aware human self doesn't know it. Yeah. But your inner self is guiding you at all times anyway. So. Right. Jeff Jones, any questions about booby rocks? <laughs> about crystals? No, I do like the idea of the concept of going into a like a crystal shop and then just seeing which one you're drawn to and then right. buying it and then see then seeing what the properties. Cuz really, I go into crystal shops pretty often with my son, Griff, he loves going to them, finding them. And I'm always the one looking for the card that'll tell me like, whoa, what is citrine for? Oh, yeah. what is this? You know what I mean? And looking to see the properties to be like, eh, I don't think I really need help with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I like the just going into it blindly and then picking a rock that generally jumps out at you. Yeah. And then seeing what its attributes are. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Good time. I would also urge people to pick the rock they are least attracted to as well, mm. because in the community i have noticed there's like a running theme and and a lot of like people who are in the metaphysical world who have like metaphysical um science uh degrees and things of that nature will say that the ones that you can't stand like the crystals are like oh i would never touch that crystal yeah um are usually the ones you need the worst like you need them the most in your life wow. like it's almost like your physical self is rejecting it but it's like for me it was lapis lazuli i hated it i was like that's so oh, ugly really? i don't like that crystal. yeah and then julie genovese who is a friend of cindy's who is a friend of mine yeah is also a medium and she um is a reiki master reiki healer and she's just fantastic but she had mentioned like if you're like feeling a rejection towards a crystal it's probably the one you really need like desperately need oh, so wow. i looked up lapis lazuli and i was like oh shit yeah that's <laughs> the one i need <laughs> so right. i started wearing lapis lazuli but it's it's interesting how you will reject like reject like it's it's kind of funny that way yeah and and yeah it's almost like why just as much as we're attracted to something like why are we not attracted to that one i usually find that it's 
it's because whatever it is, is something that you're avoiding. Mm-hmm. Like so, laundry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Find those crystals for the laundry and you're going to be set. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I do love that because it's not anything that I've ever heard, but it really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The other funny part is no matter how many times you go to a store or look online or wherever you get your crystals from, um, you're going to find a new one for whatever you're going through. You know, there's times I go to the same booby rock because I can. There's certain rock stores that have everything like in the counters and you can't see or touch it. And um, I like to just kind of feel the energy over it. And so the one store I go to, it's all open and... I go in there, I don't know how many times, and then all of a sudden I'm like, where's this stone bed? And they're like, literally, we've had that for 10 years. <laughs> and we're like, what? I never, I've never seen this in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. See, because you're always, you're always rediscovering, you're rediscovering new stuff, like, yeah. as you go on. It's yeah. because the crystal world is so vast, too. I mean, there's so many oh minerals out there, so you know? Many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot. I know. Good time. What is your favorite? My all-time favorite crystal? Yeah. Peter's Sight. Oh, what color is that? So it's a really interesting. So I will say Peter's Sight and Sodalite because Peter's Sight is is like the museum quality mineral that you're not going to find a lot of low quality Peter's Sight and it's expensive. Okay. Um, And then the Sodalite is is one that like my second favorite is equal to Peter's Sight, also blue. Petersite is the blue one that has that chartoyancy all over it. I mean, when you move it, it's like waves inside of it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's like bluish, dark blue, navy into kind of some blacks. Yeah. And then the sodalite is like a really nice deep navy blue with kind of lightning strikes of whites through it. It's really pretty. But those are my favorite. Absolute favorite. We did get just a whole bunch of that raw, huge chunks of sodalite. They're huge. Yeah, oh. I love sodalite. Sodalite is really blue stones are are throat chakra stones. You know, they help you communicate better. They help you set boundaries. They help you speak your truth. They're also really good intuitive stones as well, which a mm. lot of people wouldn't think of because usually when they think of intuition, they think of the third eye, which is purple. Yeah, but uh, throat chakra stones are really intuitive as well. Yeah, interesting. That is crazy, too, because a lot of times, like, when I do close my eyes, I'm always seeing purple. Like, I see purple almost all the time, especially if I'm thinking about somebody else. And the minute the energy comes in, it's, like, bright purple. Yeah. 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 Super intuitive. It's also a really powerful color. Mm -hmm. It's a really, uh, uh, like, inner stability, all-knowing kind of color. Yeah. 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 This weekend in our, um, when we were at the, oh. So I do need to give a shout out to our little new buddies over at Foggy Mountain Gem Mine because they were super fun. They had a mother load, which comes in a wheelbarrow, but then they found out, I found out they actually have a wheelbarrow booby rock. Like you get to mine in the whole thing. Oh my gosh. We didn't do that. That sounds like so much fun. But we just got a big bucket that they had to bring over. But um, (laughs) so one of the stones they said was citrine. And I was excited, but at the same time, it when I was looking through the book that night, I almost wonder if it's like a tangerine quartz, because it's the clearest. You know how citrine kind of kind of cloudy, milky, kind of smoky looking. It can be. It can be. So this is like 
straight up like orangey clear and and I, they were saying no it's citrine only because that's what they're they're known for and mm -hmm. so i think they were just saying no because i mean but man it really looked like a, a tangerine quartz to me and yeah. then it had like one little piece of rainbow in it which was like kind of opaly yeah like, yeah whoa well, that would be that would make a lot of sense because clear quartz is a lot more abundant. Yeah. And when you get that kind of color on it, that tangerine color, that is just an iron oxide over the top of it. It's just iron. Oh, okay. So it's it's it would be very prevalent to yeah. have quartz with iron on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you before we pop off here. Yeah. It's pretty magical. <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel about my booby racks, but <laughs> oh man there's sometimes too do you find that um there you like you're just attracted attracted to some that you just don't even know what it is and yes. then once you realize and you're like whoa that's pretty yes. serious definitely yeah. and, and i've been attracted and the funny thing is i used to absolutely loathe loathe um heated amethyst baked amethyst so oh, a lot of people don't know there's a difference between real citrine okay and heat heat treated citrine okay so if you take a purple amethyst and you heat it you bake it up in an oven real hot yeah. it'll turn that orange color so if you if it has like um amethyst kind of points on it all over it that's going to be amethyst that was baked it's heated heat treated citrine is what they call it i used okay. to hate it because in the crystal community either you you love it or you hate it and a lot of people cannot stand it they're like that's not citrine that's bull it's crap i'm like okay yeah. well at first i i couldn't stand it because i was like why would you bake an amethyst and and ruin it like that right right and then one day like a year into me owning a crystal shop like i just fell in love with it i just i was like oh my gosh it's so gorgeous like mm. why why did i shift so much like that that's yeah. so weird to me and i realized i was being very much pulled towards solar plexus crystals Ooh. like in between your uh, sacral and your solar plexus chakra the orange and yellow area yeah so above your belly button below your belly button and that's where your soul sits so i feel like i was probably just shifted into that space because i was working from my soul popping yeah. into mediumship and 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 digging into mediumship you're kind of in your soul space a lot and i was so pulled towards orange yellow crystals and yeah. they are orange yellow crystals so i thought that that was interesting how it could shift so much why i really didn't like something and then one day it's like it's so pretty i just love it you know right. yeah yeah that's super interesting too because um when we go to the gem mines they a lot of times they'll share like the scientific property of it and they aren't on like the woo-woo side and they're always like oh yeah we have these crazy people that come in and they're like oh do you have a stone for this and they're like i don't know this is the list of what we have you know what i mean but they're usually yeah. like geologist majors and you know yep. college kids and but they were super excited but i think just my enthusiasm plus i kept yelling a lot like oh my god <laughs> because when you get these big huge raw natural stones you know yeah or you know like the amethyst pieces that still have like the the rock attached to it yeah Man, i mean yeah ooh, for, me. for for someone who loves crystals it's gonna be like that next level kind of because you're mining yeah. your digging for your own it's just, it's a different experience you right. know yeah. yeah yeah yep jeff jones what's your favorite booby rock 
I'm not sure. I like lapis. I think it's lapis. Is lapis blue? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought so. I do yeah. like lapis because my kids have talked about lapis lazuli before and they, I think Griff's the one who told me it was lapis. Yeah. And it's blue. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. What are they, do you know what the attributes of lapis are? Well, my question first would be this. Do you have any pull towards ancient Egyptian culture or yeah. Middle Eastern culture at all? Kind of. I'm, we role play a lot, like role yeah. playing, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And a lot yeah. of that comes, a lot of what we utilize comes from a lot of Greek culture. Okay. Because that stone was used massively back in biblical days. Like Moses's staff was supposedly made of lapis lazuli. Um, Egyptian culture have it in like every tomb that you open is going to have like those blue stones you see. That's lapis. Um and it was used heavily and it's 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 used heavily in the Middle East as well. So um, usually that's my first question, because I will notice that people who are, are drawn to lapis lazuli usually have some sort of like connection to that culture or they feel really strongly about that culture. Mm-hmm. But if not, lapis lazuli is also a really, really good intuitive stone. It's also really good for um, communication. Any blue stone is going to be good for communication, speaking your truth. So if you're someone who um, um, likes to boundary set with your your words, like you set a lot of good boundaries with speaking. So you're telling people but with your voice, like, look, like, I'm not going to tolerate this. And this is what I expect. And you know, so especially for someone who's more analytical as well, who uses their voice a lot, I could see that being something that you would be drawn to for sure. Nice. That, I think that would have, that was me yesterday for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised um, he's not more attracted to, or maybe it would be interesting to see if he went to a store, if he's more attracted to um, more like meteorite stones. Yeah. The other one I always I tend to like when I look at in the store and it usually is maybe it's just because I think my favorite color is orange or brown, but I'm always drawn to the orange and it usually is, I think, citrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always yeah. like looking at that, especially if it does have like some white in there. I think <laughs> it looks like a creamsicle sometimes. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> you know what orange I mean? Orange calcite is a good one too. I love orange calcite. Yeah. Calcite? Yeah. Orange calcite, they have them have it in a, a lot of different places um, around the world, but you'll see a big difference between Brazilian orange calcite and Mexican orange calcite. So Mexican orange calcite is going to be like so juicy and um, really clear, mm. whereas Brazilian calcite is going to be a deeper orange and it has those little chips in it that have that chichoyancy. So when you move it around, it'll kind of flash a little bit. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Nice. Yeah, I made a note. I'll check that out when I yeah what what is it when the the stone the only way i know how to describe it is like almost like with black tourmaline you know how it's kind of shardy yeah like it has shards is there like a word for that i really don't know um i just say it's shardy like (laughs) you know what i mean but then it sounds like terrible situation but like i'm like hey i was laughing because i have black tourmaline in my bra now but yeah don't wear that. I always laugh. Like, don't wear that with a water bra because that'll oh poke a hole right oh, in it. <laughs> yeah. Black tourmaline is like that. Blue kyanite is like yes. that. Um, there's a couple other ones that are kind of like that Vellanite. as well. Like that. Yeah. Vadnatonite is like yeah. that. Is it bad? No, it's a vi- Vivianite. Vivianite's oh. the green one. Oh, it just okay. looks like it's crazy. But there's yeah. a lot of them out there. Don't put raw blue kyanite in your bra because you will have splinters 
Glitchers. I have one that's almost, it looks like the size of a shark tooth. Like it kind of comes like this and it's huge. And it's about this big. It's huge. And yeah, yeah same thing. Lots of shards. And that yeah. that's more like, um, ooh, yeah, that's very splintery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to be careful with some of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do love black tourmaline though. That is a favorite. Yeah. Another favorite, carnelian. Oh, that's a good one. It's so good. It's a good one. It, it's a nice root sacral chakra stone. It yeah. sits right at the bottom of that chakra system, like rooting you into the ground and like yeah. keeping your passions alive. It's so good. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever uh, do meditation like with stones on your forehead or on your body at all? I usually will hold them in my hands and I like harmonizers. Um okay. But um, because I will like to hold them or palm stones or spheres, something that's easy to hold while while I have my hands on my knees. Okay. But I will do the rolling on my foot. If if I'm laying down and I'm meditating because I have, I don't feel good. So one of my main things that I will, I suffer from a lot of headaches. Mm -hmm. So Chiapas Amber from any Amber. So it could be Baltic, it could be Chiapas, but I like Chiapas Amber from Mexico. Um, I have a spear and I will roll it on my forehead when I have a migraine laying down and I will just meditate rolling the Amber because Amber, I, I'm not a doctor, but for no. me personally, it's great for inflammation and headaches. So Amber is one of my top, top, and, and it's not necessarily a crystal. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, petrified sap yeah. essentially. Yeah. 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 I've worked with a few of those. Petrified yeah. saps. <laughs> yeah. I petrified saps. I like, and when it has bugs in it, it's oh. so cool. It's so cool, but yeah. it's expensive. That That's like collectors. Yeah. When it has bugs in it, it's so expensive. Real quick, speaking of expensive, what was the first one you had said earlier? Peter site? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I put that on the list. Right? Yeah. Check, it, see if the crystal store I go by has that. It, it's, it's very expensive. And it's because it usually only comes, it's more rare and it usually will only come in a higher quality. It's not like we have a lower quality and then the museum quality it's, it's, and it's so pretty. Once you, once you see Peter's site, you're going to be like, Oh, okay. Okay. All I right. get it. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a beaded bracelet. Um, it's like museum quality Peter site beads and they're larger. I am a crystal seller, so I get it wholesale price. I paid $200 wholesale for my own to, to have as for myself. It's yeah. like my pinnacle piece. I'm like so proud of that piece, but it's so expensive. You, It's interesting because yeah. you have a market for everybody and there are people who will come to my shop and they'll buy a, a beaded I'll be like look you guys these are museum quality it's no joke like you're gonna pay and they'll pay like I had Herkimer's large Herkimer diamond bracelets yeah. for 180 bucks and people bought them I mean they sold out so fast it's yeah. crazy you know when people know something is they know that it's high quality they know they're not gonna find it for cheap because it right. just doesn't exist for that you know yeah. so it's interesting you yeah. have the gambit really you have something for everybody you know right right do you yeah. have a brick and mortar store or are you only online? Online only. Hoping okay. to have a brick and mortar one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your store's but name? Brookside Crystals. 
Brookside Crystals? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. We're mostly on Instagram because we do live sales on Instagram. But I also have um, a Facebook, Brookside Crystals. And then we have a website, but I don't have product on it right now. It's essentially just for um, invoicing um, for the live sales. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Oh, man. Do you find, too, that just once somebody's getting um, product from you, like, I feel like, too, it's not, it's, they're not just buying stones from you. Like, it's your energy. It's your store. It's, you know, you're putting the best product out there for them. Yeah, that's definitely what it is because it's such a saturated market. I mean, there are thousands of crystal shops on Instagram that run the way that I run. And so when you gain customers, they're really coming to you and buying from you because of who you are and how they vibe with you and how they feel like they can connect with you as a person because they could literally buy crystals from anybody. Right. You know, so it's, it's definitely you gain customers based on how they view you and how they feel like your energy meshes with theirs, you know? Yeah. 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 So if you would say, is there a stone that you would recommend just for anybody starting out? Let's say if they're just super overwhelmed, don't know where to start. Do you have a, a beginner stone? Let's say. I would say uh, we talk about starter crystals in the community. I don't really subscribe to that because okay. I find that there are so many choices. Sure. Um, I would say it depends on what you kind of want out of your stone. So if you're dead set on, look, I'm looking for a stone that helps with this specifically, it's always good to research it before you go into a shop. But rose quartz is always fantastic. Amethyst is always fantastic because they're fairly priced and they're really beautiful. So the quality is nice for what you're getting. So I would say amethyst, rose quartz. um, What other ones are really good? Um, Tourmaline, obsidian things of that nature because they're all going to you're going to be able those are things you're going to be able to find in every shop essentially yeah and they work universally i mean amethyst has a host of metaphysical properties rose quartz i mean you cannot go wrong with love because that's really where everything stems from right right you know and then if you're looking, most people want protection. Most people want energetic protection because mm-hmm. a lot of people are empathic and they have no idea how to protect their energy. They don't even know where to start, right? And they're yeah. like, I feel like I'm absorbing everyone's emotions. I need to protect myself from negative energy, obsidian, tourmaline, um, smoky quartz, you know? And those mm-hmm. are all really prevalent crystals that you're going to be able to find at any crystal shop. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, too. Do you find that, um, do you have a i don't want to call it a ritual or maybe we can do you have a ritual that you have once a stone breaks so let's say somebody has a stone that just all of a sudden breaks like Mm -hmm. i i associate that to it either had absorbed too much energy somebody else's energy affected it or it's it's done doing what it needs to do for you yeah fulfilled its purpose yeah absolutely could it mean that you're supposed to give a part to a friend and keep a part for yourself You could definitely do that. I think that it really is in the eye of the beholder. So we talk about just like belief systems, what works for one person may not work for another. You really got to believe in your heart and in what you're in, what you're doing. You know what I mean? So if your heart is telling you, oh, that means I should give this piece to a friend. That's what you should be doing. If your heart tells you, oh, it served its purpose. I, this crystal is done its job. It's, you know, done. Then that's 
what's happening. You know what I mean? I feel like whatever your soul is being told in the moment, Mm -hmm. that's not coincidence. You know what I mean? It's, it's saying that for a reason you're getting that impression for a reason. So I would just say, do whatever you feel is best. I bury them. I was going to say bury them Mm -hmm. back in the earth. Yep. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And plus it can just dissipate the energy, right? Like the earth just dissipates it. Absolutely. So if you think about the concepts of grounding energy, what, you know, how do you visualize that? Well, we visualize roots coming out of the bottom of our feet into the ground and the earth neutralizes the negative energies that are in you and that whole gambit. So yeah, if you think of earth, if you think of, it really is a neutralizer, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, would there be anything else that you would want to add for our listeners? Just as like a little wrap it up on booby rocks or um, energy. Or, yeah. Any of them. I would say. Mediumships, okay. alien on, ships, yeah. any of the ships. <laughs> So on mediumship, on energetic work, oh, if you don't know where to start, I would definitely suggest um, going to your Audible or going to your nearest Barnes and Nobles and just grab a book, a book about, you know, where are you starting? You know, so it's, books are fantastic resources. So if you want to know more about mediumship, beginner's mediumship books, or if you want to know more about just protecting your energy, or if you want to know about crystals and you don't know where to start, buy Crystal for Beginners or the Crystal Bible or something of that nature. Books are a fantastic resource. If you don't really know where to start, I would start there. I would say that because it's always going to be a good resource for you. And there's so many to choose from. You just got to kind of narrow to start from the beginning. You know, if you don't know where to start, start from square one and then work your way up. You don't want to start too, too high up and then you're like lost, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love too that it's not just like, hey, jump out there and like find everything that you can and get overwhelmed and yeah. you know, it just is too much. And it is. It's, the it other is. thing you is just be- trust yourself. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. One thing at a time because it's a whole different world. It's like a compl- and it's a world. It's a whole world full of stuff. So um one thing at a time because it's like learning everything all over again, essentially, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. Just don't get overwhelmed thinking I have to learn everything right now. It's going to take years of just absorbing something and then moving on to the next thing. It's kind of a natural progression. So right. I would say don't overwhelm yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and be excited about it, too. I find, too, that if you just have a good time with it. And yeah. I will share this, that once you start opening up to the other possibilities, you're going to run into... We always call that not a coincidence because you're going to meet somebody, right? Like Brooke and I have never even talked in class. And then I would just reach out like, can you be on this podcast? And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, of course, I would love it. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, great. Like it's just an energetic connection, right? Like we've never worked together yet. Like we're just in this class, one of 25 people all on Zoom. Like we're the Muppets in this, in the, in the group, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but just trust it you know you're being pulled or felt to do something or you hear something or your gut tells you to do it you know you should do it so trust yourself definitely yeah yeah all right jeffy any other questions or anything uh well on alien ships jen the (laughs) pentagon you (laughs) the pentagon (laughs) officials have said that there is a very good possibility that there is a mothership in our solar system Oh, they well, I know I got the mother load at Foggy Jam Mine. <laughs> <laughs> you turn. 
Oh my waiting God. for a chance to bring this up. Yeah. Oh man, that is true though. Yeah, that is true. And oh, that they I did knew say that they said that there is a good chance that there is some kind of mothership oh. somewhere in our solar system. They don't okay. know where, but if it is here, it's just sending out probe ships. It doesn't mean us any harm. Oh no, oh. no, no, definitely not. Like I, I would not. I'm the one person who, you know, I'll be like the first person to say if they were going to obliterate us, they would have done it by now. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I would say blow up some more space rocks so that we can get them and then I can just keep putting them in my bra. That's what <laughs> Another I'm Another piece of mold device for you. <laughs> Not happy till you catch a piece some. of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> right, some little moon chips. Right. <laughs> no, but besides that, Jen, I did want to bring up too, I didn't yeah. hear you talk about it at all last episode, your comment challenge. Oh, you had yeah. brought up the comment challenge a few episodes ago, and I've really been pushing that on people. Yeah, especially when people like tell me or recommend something to me. Sure. Like Andrea and I, the other day we were talking to somebody, and they were like, "Oh, you should go to this restaurant. Server there was the nicest." Blah blah blah. And I even told them, like, "You know, what you should do. You should go on their website, leave them a comment. Like, go yeah. give them a review and a comment, and mention that server by name." Right. Like your example, that spot on happened to us. Yeah. Um. Anytime somebody has told me or recommended anything to me since we had talked about it a few, two weeks ago, yeah, uh, I've told them, hey, you should go on that website, leave a review that you'd like that store or that right. you like that service. And so I have been really like pushing that on people. I was funny awesome. to mention that last week. I'm a review junkie, so I, I review everything. I'm like, I love it. Same here. It was fantastic. I know. Yeah, I, I like to see what other people are saying. I just yeah, feel like there's too, too many negative Nellies out there and we need a little more pick me up and oh right so yeah. then it issued a challenge to challenge people for, through the month of March go on people like if you go to a store or yeah. somebody serves you at a restaurant and you really enjoy the service go on there leave a good review right like she was yeah. saying people only really leave crappy reviews yeah yeah crappy feedback like people only have something to say and when it's like negative you know right yeah yeah no nope, but I did want to bring that up this episode just so that just to remind people yeah, 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 for you know, sure. Jump in good, on that challenge, good everybody. Reviews, and, good comments. Yeah. I mean, of course, like if you are getting a crappy service, you know what I would do? Take a look at yourself. That's yeah. what I would maybe do. Maybe look inside. You yeah. Ever thought about that? You ever thought maybe they're treating you like crap because you look like crap? Or you're acting like crap. <laughs> All us, I don't know. Stop being a turd stone. <laughs> yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Brooke, for being here. Thanks, Jeff Jones, for letting your Wi-Fi work this entire time. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. very touch and go this whole episode. I know. Thank you for having me. I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you back. Maybe we can play like a game. We've done a game before, like Essential Oil or Cryptid. So, or we've also done, or we should do, Crystal or Cryptids. That's Ooh. what we should do. Is, yeah, it an essential, is it a crystal or is it a cryptid? Okay, I like that one. That's a good idea. I think that would be hard with you, Brooke. Let me ask you this. Uh, Ogopogo. Cryptid. That is a cryptid. Oh, a cryptid. <laughs> see, I oh shoot. Now see, she knows they're cryptids. So I think she's like whammy. me with the cryptids. I think she would know everyone that's a crystal. And if she doesn't know it, it's probably yeah, a cryptid. Yeah, and with me, I probably. feel like if you ask me a question and I don't know it, it's probably a crystal. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I, I know a lot about cryptids, too. So you'd be in trouble on that game. Oh, look, he's like, did we just become best friends? Did we just become I best friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Oh, man. Awesome. Well, hey, we'll definitely have you back. We'll have another conversation probably about aliens, cryptids, Bigfoots. <laughs> We're actually going to the Bigfoot conference here in July. Yeah. Live I already went hopefully. to that one. 
Yeah. You've uh-huh. been there? Which cool. Oh, well, yeah, they had a, a conference here in Washington State. I went to it. It was awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, plus, I think you have to have the right juju for it, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good times. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Brooke. I'll see you again on Sunday in class, and we'll definitely have you back. So thank you so again. much. Yeah. Brooksidecrystals.com. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Brooksidecrystals.com. Get there. <laughs>